Hello, welcome to the One Life Podcast, where we talk about things from One Life Church, but ultimately things we think can relate to you and your one and only life. My name is Sarah Inman. I'm one of your co-hosts, and I'm joined by co-host of the podcast in returning after a week not with us, Brett Nicholson. Oh, and I'm and I'm very glad to be here, like I always am, but especially at a day because I didn't think I'd be here today <laughs> or next week or the because I I really entered the year knowing that February, the beginning of March, were going to be the most occupied series of weeks of the entire year, and I knew that, and I feel really bad. But it just so happened that it, it worked did. out that it was around. So I'm I just was walking that. upstairs to right. where we record the podcast and saw you. And I was like, hey, I'm going to record Ryan in about an hour. And you're like, I can join. I'm like, yes. All right, good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Now, the sermon won't be very good because I'm taking the time that I usually <laughs> oh, yeah, do for preparation. <laughs> but let that, everybody know that. So that way, when you go, what the heck was that all about? Well, it was because I was doing podcast. Now we know. Or maybe it'll be even better because it'll just be super yeah. relaxed. And, you know, yeah, that's right. Hang that's out good friends for a little bit. Um, and we have Ryan Nunn on the podcast with us today. Ryan's been on um, a few times, multiple times, and yeah. um, we always love having Ryan on and want to talk about a couple things. And um, one of them, a couple weeks ago, Ryan taught uh, the Henderson campus, and we had Matt Breivogel on two week, two episodes ago, and he had taught in our Evansville campuses. And your your messages were similar, but um, I was listening to you, to your message here um, this morning, actually, and it was really good, Ryan. Not that I'm surprised it was. <laughs> but it was just, it was one of those I'm listening, and, and I one of my favorite things, and I've already told you this, was... You sounded so comfortable, and I, I'm curious more about that because you were teaching in Henderson um, specifically, so we re- had recorded the audio. And a lot of times when someone teaches here at the platform, um, at our, our campuses at One Life Church, they teach in front of cameras and in front of a little bit larger room, and they try to get to another campus and teach at a second service. How was that experience, like just being able to just teach in Henderson? Well, those are my people. You know, those are the people that you <clears throat> that we work with every week on Sundays and that um, in some capacity, I'm running to a lot of those people, especially, uh, on Sundays, you know, as you, if you, I mean, in the church world, I remember when I first came around, Brett was like, you know, these seven day runs just come remarkably consistent and, <laughs> uh, and they're just there. And so, but it, it, it's really, I think more than anything, it just feels home. It just feels, it feels very homey. Um, I don't know. And, and very rarely, do you ever have to worry because my natural bent is going to be the same language that most of the people in yeah. the room um, identify with. So there's not a lot of fear there. You know, everybody knows me, everybody, um, for the most part, that they know who I am. And I don't know, it just feels feels super comfortable. Although, I have to say, in the past, you know, when you come up into like a studio type setting, right. I mean, like this studio type setting, and you're teaching to cameras <laughs> and you have to somehow feel comfortable. Um, it'll train you to get comfortable on a stage somehow pretty quickly. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm really, I mean, I'll give credit to that. And then, I mean, I don't know, but I had probably four or five messages in that context here. Yeah. We um, used to do, we used to do the Sunday one in a room, uh, yeah. two cameras and broadcast it. It was uh, looking back, it was probably a terrible idea, but, uh, <laughs> but it was great training. It really was yeah, because, because sure. I do, I still with the cameras on our East, um, I'm still conscious of them and it kind of loads me up. So I almost all the time go over to Henderson for the 11 o'clock and there's no cameras and I am a lot more relaxed <laughs> over there too. So relaxed. I'm glad they're not recorded oh. <laughs> yeah. because I probably, I think I say something every week that I don't want out there. It's always one of my favorite things, uh, even before I was on staff, where you would say, ooh, I didn't say that in the 9 o'clock. Don't tell anyone I said that. Like, when you say, like, that's always oh, yeah. Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah, it's, so uh, because the cameras create this, okay, this is being recorded yeah. and could land anywhere. <laughs> you know, come back. When I run for office someday, it'll come back to haunt me. Are you running for office? And stuff. Uh, no. But, oh, okay. I mean, in case. You never know. Never know. I'll a lot help of people you. are. 
I'll help you. We'll do a podcast. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, and even like you're able, I, one thing I've noticed, you're able to incorporate more specific humor. Like even like when you're like, that was a joke. Like people apparently didn't right. laugh because like, I can't hear that on the audio version, but like that was a joke. Even it was funny. Like you're able to kind of push that. And I think that just, it makes people hopefully feel more comfortable because it's like, it's more of a conversation. And like I, I had told you, I was like, it really sounded like you were just leading like a group, you know, and, and really that's what you always hope for. Um, and, and be able to just feel comfortable and confident. So it was great. And so if you haven't listened to, to Ryan's message, you can listen to it on the One Life app or onelifechurch.org. It messages. Um, it was week five or part five of our travel log series, and it says Henderson next to it. But um, before we move on anymore talking about your message, I totally blew past the first thing I wanted to talk about, and people will be excited about this. So um, every year for I think about the past four years, our student ministry has put on a dodgeball tournament. And it's pretty fun because it really has like brackets and like people, kids bring their teams, either they make a team or they'll come and we'll, we'll put together a team. Um, and it's always been a really good time. There's been a couple of years where some like, I think it was last year, there was a, a high school baseball team came. They were really good. <laughs> yeah, they were rocket, man. They could smoke the ball. One, really one of those kids was like... Yeah, we lost, put it that yeah. way. <laughs> and, and the other part that's fun is our staff. Most of our staff gets together and puts together um, a team to play against and be a part of the tournament. And it's always really fun, I think, for the kids to be like, we're going to you know, go get Brett, you know, or we're going to get Ryan. you know. Um, and so this year, we had lost two years in a row. And this year... Um, Brad, tell us what happened. What happened this year with the staff team in dodgeball? Well, we won. We put it to them. We find, you know, we 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 brought the trof- trophy back home. That's what happened. Got trophies, little yeah. thumbs up trophies. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Actually, there's never a trophy in the past that yeah. I remember. So uh, we we brought the one trophy back. We we did win, and we I do remember. I don't know if it was four or five because I know we we won twice two years in a row. So I think it's gone on for even longer. We did win the first two years and then mm-hmm. we lost two years in a row. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this, that, that's why it was a big, uh, it was a big deal that we won this year. It's it comeback was, year. Went through a drought. That's right. It was our comeback time. Yeah. And, so. and you brought some different people on, you know, to come in and help out. Yeah. That didn't hurt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Baseball team from, <laughs> yeah. from last Memorial. year. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So can you play on our team? We'll pay you. Right. <laughs> that's right. I'm going to lose these guys. But uh, no, it, it, it is, it, it is a lot of fun. I, I enjoy it a lot. And it's a way to connect with the, with the students. It's, it's uh, just a neat environment because, you know, it is, it is intense competition. That's friendly competition. Yeah. Most of the time. And competition it, is my love language. Is it? Uh, yeah. I love. I can feel that. Yeah, you can feel that. Me and my yeah. sons, like it, we love it. We, yeah. And my daughter, even she, she's starting to really get there too. She, <laughs> she always wanted to race, and just always who's first, and we love it. It's yeah. part of our. That's right. Part of our thing. I think I didn't know that about you. <laughs> I know you knew yeah. that about me. I may or may not have disowned you for a year or two because you abandoned our team, and that's okay. Yeah, and we can talk about that another time. But even on this, I mean, that was what three years ago, and the, I, we talked about this on the podcast one time. I said Ryan's been mad at me once. And like our friendship. And he's like, no, I haven't. And I said, dodgeball. And he goes, oh, oh, yeah, I was. I was mad at you. Because um, it's serious stuff, man. Yeah. You know, what, you're walking off the team and then, and then we lose. We turn around That's and lose. Exactly that makes right. it even worse. Well, we might not have lost. I wasn't been. allowed to play on most of the games this year. So I'm still a little bit me. offended. Still you a little bit offended. Me, okay, yeah. It's fine. I'm apparently not athletic enough. But <laughs> I took a lot of pictures, so I had fun with that. But anyway, it was a really good time. And what I really want to just highlight is, one, um, the impact of having more adults in kids' and students' lives. We know that that is part of 
impacting the next generation. And we take that pretty serious here at One Life Church, and we, we think that that is something that anyone can relate to. And um, if you're listening here and you're part of a church, you know, find a way to get connected to the next gen. Maybe it's showing up at an event and being able to um, just be a part of a team um, that maybe there's something they're doing, if it's a, a dodgeball-type tournament, or maybe they're just having some uh, have something that happens on Wednesday nights and you can help out. Check that out. It's always an amazing opportunity, and we love it even as a staff supporting um, our people who are really pouring into next gen. We want to do that too. So even if it's throwing a dodgeball at their faces. so That's right. It's <laughs> arguably the best way to connect with kids. <laughs> That's right. Um, so I wanted to make sure we just talked about that because it was really fun, and, and Brett had a really good time. So I have a video that's going to show in service. That <laughs> that's we'll right. If you don't come for any other reason this coming weekend, or is this going to play after? Okay. This will play uh, after. So Okay, never yeah, mind. This podcast episode. So you will have already seen it. That's right. If you not, will have I'll, already seen it. But the, there is pure joy on the, the face joy. of Brett. <laughs> there is. Just pure raw joy. It's I do have to say this. Brett actually <laughs> caught the very last ball to win the game. The win, to win right. the championship. The, the, the tournament winning catch. Yeah, clutch. Right. It was I, a, and I have a picture of him like with people surrounding him and his face is just <laughs> joyous. It's great. <laughs> so we're very happy for him. <laughs> it's a great time. Um, okay. So, but uh, I do want to talk about uh, message, the message that you uh, were able to give Ryan and, and be able to just learn a little bit about what you learned as you were studying for that message and um, being able to, um, anything that you weren't able to get to in the message itself that you would love to talk about. And so um, just to give a little bit of background, you talked about success and the idea of how we define success. And um, it was really similar to what Matt talked about, but it was like, it was interesting that it was from different perspectives, but it was really the same kind of idea. Matt had talked about um, not playing the comparison game and you use that same language a little bit, but you really were focusing more on how do we define success? And one of my favorite things you were talking about was there's always, um, uh, it's not reaction. What's the word? There's always some sort of impact or something that happens, but it's not always maybe the one that you want. Um, oh, yeah. Results. Results. There's always results from um, the type of things. And you use some really good examples. But um, anything, you're kind of giving a o- short overview for anyone who maybe hasn't listened or just kind of talking a little bit about a few of your main points for us. That'd be great. Yeah. The, the big idea with, I think, with success in general, uh, because as messages, and Brett, you can identify with this, is, is they just tend to just morph usually into something that you never started out with, right? right. You know, oh, yeah, it just, yeah. it starts out one thing and you end up in a completely different realm. And, and, um, it, that this one didn't really happen for me like that because I didn't really know how to approach it, uh, at first. And then I started noticing these rhythms, uh, through uh, the first missionary journey. And then when I'm processing travel log and our life is mission and purpose. And then, um, the, the, the success, uh, really started to stand out, but as much as how we define success really, I, I just, it just seems not very helpful most mm-hmm. of the time because you talk about all these massive su- success stories that are wrought with failure um, and even leadership principles that we've learned are all about failing forward and that kind of stuff. So this, the rhythm of the story in and of itself, and Brett touched on this this last week as well for the next story and probably the next one after that. I love it because they would go in and they would have what we would consider to be immediate success. They would be immediately followed by some type of perceived what we would consider to be failure. Um, and then they would go and they would have immediate success. Uh, so then I became drawn to the pattern. And I think the language that I used in the pattern was one mission. Like when we're trying to find purpose and mission in our life, we're naturally going to have to have the conversation about success and failure. It's going to be there because we have perceived um, end goals for our purpose and our mission. 
And so if we don't get there, we're going to perceive that as failure. If we do get there, we're going to perceive that as success. Hmm. So that naturally comes. And so if you watch what Paul and Barnabas did was they, they have their strategy and Brett did a much better job of unpacking this this week than I did the week before, um, about how the reason they went into synagogues uh, initially, they, they go to the synagogues first to the Jews because they, they would find things like credibility and, and food and all that. So that was a great way to put it. So they would have that built in. And then when they go in, they, they get invited back and they face their first success that is also met with opposition. A lot of times when you get into ministry type situations, we, we always have rose colored glasses. I'm like, this is going to be, you know, God's called me to do this. And this is just going to be awesome. <laughs> I can't wait till he just hand delivers it with a bow. It's going to be fantastic. Um, and then when we face opposition, like Brett was talking about this week too, sometimes we, we just tend to either let that crumble us. How are we going to react to that? Um, <clears throat> or we let it derail everything and we start to do the things that are perceived success. So when we talked about um, defining success, we, we said we want to look at opposition uh, and we want to leverage opposition. I think that was the phrase that I used. And what Paul and Barnabas did when they leveraged opposition, it kind of generated some focus for them because, okay, all right, we were facing opposition here. This is obviously it's not working. So they decided to shift gears a little bit. And then they found more success that was also met with more opposition. And so then that's where the kind of the results thing came from. You know, we have a mission, we have a purpose. We're going to get results. There may not be desired results, but they're absolutely results. And then the end goal was, you know, as far as success happens whenever we say yes, like the, the first missionary journey was a guaranteed success because Paul and Barnabas stood up and said, we're in. You know, the actual fulfilling of the purpose and the mission was that's all on God. God makes those promises. God makes those callings. Um, whether I'm a part of seeing the, the the solution or the mission to fruition is is really irrelevant in the in the context of God and success. So success for me and for us as followers of Jesus is being willing to step up to the plate and say, you know what, I'm in. I'm, I'm going to be a part of this journey. So that was kind of the overarching thing that I took away from it. And then what was so funny about it? This is on the day of. Is I'm sitting out there in the in the very front row because you know. There's always I'm I'm super have super negative self talk sometimes and so I'm sitting here just thinking man I hope I really hope I don't just <laughs> blow this I hope I just really I really said I really don't suck I hope I don't suck that's right yeah. and uh, and then I was reminded in the moment it's like you're about to stand up here and tell everybody not to define their own success oh, wow. as you're trying to define your own success and then from <laughs> that moment I felt yeah. set free and uh, oh there you, go. you know yeah so it was Great. just a, so it was a cool it was a really good um. I connected with this one more so than than how I have the last few for that reason, I think. No, that's great stuff. So That is, and I mean, you're welcome. Thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. You know, it is interesting that uh, as you look back, and I remember a mentor of mine uh, showed me this, that when you oftentimes, not always, but a lot, when you are dealing with a message, God will kind of take you through either a major or even just a minor experience of the very thing that you're talking about to authenticate you and it, internally. I mean, that happens. And, and I went through the, because I shared kind of a similar thing just this past week, but the weekend was set up. I, it, it was, you know, problems uh, are part of the package was my thing. And so, but I stepped up there. There were like background noise of problems in my life that were massive. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just kind of in there. And, yeah. and I was, so I ended up in some sense preaching to me. Uh, hmm. and, and I, I think God does that kind of stuff. Like you said, you were literally caught 100%. yourself just, 
hey, wait a minute, because I don't think it's going to come off and it's going to be able to be applied to people if you didn't apply it to yourself in a tangible way instead of just kind of standing up there and doing that. But I've seen that a thousand times. And that's why I tend to be more conversational in my approach because, um, you know, I don't, my, my paradigm is not to where here, everybody here listen to what I have to say. If I pretend that I have you know, a couple hundred member growth group around me, then that tends to help me process things a little bit better and, and, and get interaction with the crowd because that, that's what I really feel like we, we all need that. We just get it from different ways. Right. Does that, when, when you talked about that, Brett, and for both of you, and Brett, you do this you know, almost every week, does that add extra pressure every time? Like when you're thinking about that? Like if you're teaching on something and knowing that I mean, people are hearing you say it and, you know, there's all these things that we all fail at in different times of our life. Like, does that add different pressure or is that not part of your I think process? Pressure may not be the uh, what it adds. It adds perspective. Yeah. Certainly. Uh, you, you kind of in a sensitivity to things. There's always a station in my my messages and maybe Ryan's the same way. My messages go through a kind of a life cycle of the original is just the study of the passage itself, which I would recommend anybody just you want to get to know what's being what's there, you know, and, and mm-hmm. get familiar with it, know the history and the background. But as you start it starts distilling down into this meaningful word from God, which is what it's supposed to be. Then you start picturing the people and how they're hearing and how you're hearing and how are you processing it and thinking about that person that may have lost their job this past week or is dealing with a sick child or you you start uh, because I always ask God love them through me help me to Mm -hmm. see how this stuff actually operates in real life for real people. And then, and typically the way he does that is, well, you're a real person. So here, <laughs> you know, yeah. oh gosh, uh, it's not always negative, but it can be right. it was some of the things like, okay, if you're really, if you, if you're going to get up and talk about suffering, you might have to go through a little bit of it to, yeah. just so you can relate. You know, just sure. so you can, uh, it's the easiest thing in the world to do is tell people to be hopeful in the midst of their suffering. If you've never done it, I mean, no one's impressed by that. Yeah. Rewording theological principles on your, based on your, very first study of it, generally speaking, is can be helpful, but is not all that impactful, at least from my experience. If I'm sitting out there, I don't need regurgitated theological principles. Uh, you know, that's one of the things I love about Brett. For example, he uses real life stories about mm-hmm. himself a lot of times or things that are relevant to me, um, you know, or somebody like me or sure. us, whoever. So I really think it's a similar thing. You start out understanding what's scripture says on, on principle and then over time it morphs into you know utilizing stories from my own journey you know i told that story about you know me getting scared when i called cynthia at work that was before funny. we were dating and she i didn't expect her to answer the phone i had this plan <laughs> in mind right so i had my picture of success and then she answered the phone and i freaked out and hung up <laughs> so so you know but you could tell stories like that because so there's been sure. a, most men especially oh yeah we've you know, all done have it. been super nervous but to talk to a girl so <laughs> yeah, uh, sure you know so i think anytime that i can make it kind of that personal and then what happens is that connected to the to the theological principles that I was learning initially in the, in the yeah. initial study. So that's when it becomes, for me, that's when there's a real connection that you can actually almost tangibly feel. Sure. You can just tell. That's really cool. And that's the way it should work. I mean, you, you go to the text first, and the theology is all there, and unless you know that and understand that and get that and grasp it and visit that place, well, you're not going to get to that second place. Yeah. And that's the mistake sometimes we can make. We go, we try to go for application first, and then and that's what makes it lightweight. But when you, Because you saw the pattern in the stories, 
and I did too. And I've, I did a study this years ago, but this time around I'm appreciating that more. And maybe it's, maybe it's just cause I'm older or I've been through more or something like that. But the first time I did it, I don't remember stressing that as much, but this time you do, you see that pattern of, wow, things are awesome. Wow. Things are terrible. <laughs> let's, let's run over here. Wow, things are awesome. Terrible. Awesome. Terrible. And, and, and the, and the terrible comes from the awesome. A lot of yeah. times it's the reactions. It's the, uh, and that's good schooling because it helps you to get a lot better theological understanding of how God does the world. Uh, he's not that scared of your problems and even to let you go through them, uh, for the sake of something greater. And it kind of uh, reaffirms what you were saying in your message that there's always results and sometimes they're they're like terrible and sometimes they're awesome. Like, and it's, it's crazy. And, um, you were talking about, um, you said this in the message that was recorded. You said you didn't get to say it in the, in the, the nine o'clock, but, or nine fifteen. but the not being a hot air balloon. And yeah. I thought about the difference in being uh, hot air balloon versus an airplane. Cause you take like, a, like an airplane or in, in the, in the, with the high school football team, we talk about being a, you know fighter jets. We want to, mm-hmm take the, the wind that's opposing us. Like we want to go north and there's a wind from the north and we want to be a fighter ship. We want to take that opposition. We want to leverage it and go where we want to go, go where we feel like we can have, make a difference and impact. And uh, as opposed to hot air balloons to where you just go up and then whatever the wind's doing is where you go. You, you want to be intentional. You want to have you know, things set up in your life and built to a place where you can take opposition, i.e. the wind in your face, and use it to get a lift and go where you want to go. That was that was that yeah. kind of thought. I was, well, that was good. I That's like right. It's good stuff yeah. right there. That's I right. That could be, could be a motivational speaker <laughs> <laughs> on the side. Apparently, you are for the for the Anderson football team. Yeah, it's, we hang out. I hang yeah. out with them in the off season, yeah. and I do some Friday yeah. talk. We talk leadership. Yeah, a oh, lot. That's fantastic. Kind of leading self leadership and and making an impact and difference in people's lives. Yeah. I was with a um, I was at another board meeting. I, I'm on the board of Uncharted International, our global partner, and and uh, we had a meeting over the last couple of days. And we had a guy come in that works with a lot of local nonprofits uh, and just brilliant, brilliant. He works with people literally all over the world. Has studied organizations for a couple of decades and all the rest. And and he actually because we had been through a lot of tension and problems and you know the results of doing good things, but boy, getting the reactions back. And he said, you know, he said, honestly, knowing enough about organizations, I would be concerned if you weren't experiencing it somewhere because that means you're not moving anywhere. You're not to that resistance point that you were making. He said, if I couldn't find that anywhere and you guys were all just kind of, yeah, I think things are kind of basically okay. And they have been for quite a while. You'd be like, Hmm, uh, that means that you're not moving. And mm-hmm. you're not changing and you're not doing anything. Uh, and so he's, and he reinforced that message most of us have heard over and over again. If you want to grow, you will change. There's and, and change brings challenges and problems and even pain and all the rest. Yeah, that's good. And and being able to um, being able to see it is, is great, too. Being able to process that with the group and in, in the setting you guys were in, it sounds like that was a good. But I love that. Um, um, even as you were kind of continuing on your conversation, being able to talk um, really conversationally, there was a, a, oh, even talking about your story with Cynthia. I loved it. One of my favorite things you were talking about is like you were talking about that with your kids and they were laughing about it. I was like, I love that. Being able to continue that and it related not only to the message, but you were able to relate it with yeah. your family and then right. and finding ways to continue to talk about that. Um, we have a few minutes left here and I, I kind of want to shift gears just a little bit um, because we do have Ryan on and Brett on and talk a little bit. We are one church in uh, three locations currently. And um, one of our goals is to continue to be a church planning organization. And we call ourselves a multi-site church, which is a term I think you hear pretty frequently in, in church uh, worlds right now. There's multiple multi-site churches. 
But I just want to talk a little bit about that and here in the last 10 minutes or so. Um, just some of the experiences you've had, some of the things that you've seen, some of the things that have been either awesome or some things that have been struggles, you know, kind of in that same um, right. that same type <laughs> of... Yeah, speaking of tension. Yeah, yeah. Like tensions, right? <laughs> but I don't know, even just the, the, the ability to... Um, to even teach at campus, but then also still be connected and any of those things that kind of pop up, any stories that you would highlight if someone's kind of in the process of starting a multi-site or they've been doing it for a few years or wondering if they should, I don't know, what's one thing you would tell them going forward? What's one thing I would tell them? Yeah. And we see it from different seats. Um, tell, and, and let me clarify the question though, tell, what's one thing I would tell them about what? About doing multi-site? As in, yeah. no, don't? Or, yeah. Or, <laughs> one thing you've learned or one thing that you would say. Um, yeah, I, I did have a church come to me and I, and after hearing their story, I recommend they don't do it. I mean, it, it, because uh, I, I had to be coached that. It became this thing and we didn't do it because it was a thing. Mm-hmm. We did it because we wanted to plant churches. It was our methodology of planting churches, which I, I do believe in it for that sake. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's one way to um, churches it's really hard to plant a church just from scratch. And so multi-site is a way to make it not quite as difficult because you have resources and otherwise, but you don't do it because it's a thing uh, if you can grow in your own place. But the one thing I would, I would tell people is grow your roots deep because one of the, the pains that we went through that we're now catching up to ourselves on is that we simply, we got in too much of a hurry. We were so hyperactive about it. Uh, our first uh, first uh, church planter, right after we opened Henderson, he had, he was interested in joining the network and talked to us right before ten 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 when we opened in Henderson, and uh, he said he expected to get a phone call like about six months later, and we called him on Monday. <laughs> it was ten eleven, and he's like, "Wow, okay," uh, and we're like, "All right, let's start, let's go." We were so hyped up, we had lit- we had literally had the conversation. I remember this it was at Rookies over in uh, over in uh, Henderson. And we had a consultant with us, and we were talking about planting east and west on the same day. That's how hyperactive we were about it. And and that would have been even dumber <laughs> no, than God. as fast. I always said that, that we planted three plant three sites in three years, and we should have planted three sites in six years. So I would say make sure your roots are deep and solid, and you, you have leadership raised up at each local place. And we didn't do that. We were kind of a little high on our own success, and, and that, that, that hurt us uh, in many ways and caused us problems we didn't necessarily have to go through. Because we did go through some tensions but now we're in a good season yeah especially in Henderson the guys are killing it rocking and rolling really are and I think some of the success you see in that and and we've talked about this um and our and our staff and then also a little bit from the platform and seeing success and having people um overseeing groups and being able to connect people in relationships and having someone oversee that is incredible at each campus and and Josh and Henderson's just always thinking about that always which i love that about josh and sometimes always. sometimes you get a message from josh at like 8 30 p.m and he's like this hey, is I not an idea. exaggeration yeah. it is always all the time but but it's fantastic it is it's so great to have that and and um sarah here at our east campus and randy and zach at our west campus and like even the last event that we had um we had a connection event for our groups and i was just processing from from our team from the creative team that i'm a part of there was a time where I felt like we were almost kind of in charge of those. And I was like, that is not success. You know, having us trying to lead that because we don't process that way. You know, we're thinking of what's it look like and they're thinking of how can I connect people because that's success, right? I mean, that's the Mm -hmm. success from an event, um, which as you hear this episode, we will have just had um, an event focusing on uh, connecting people to teams. And in our staff meeting yesterday, I just asked what does success look like even in that? And so 
um, as we are one church in multiple locations, the success is still the same. I mean, even in that multi-site. So, um, and what, a couple of the things people had said was just having people connected, feeling like they have a place to belong, a people to belong to, you know, things that they can grow in and feel like they have people to talk to when they come in. And I don't know, I just, I love seeing that. So um, anything, Ryan, that you would add to or say from the same question of just multi-site and because I, I don't know it just seemed like a, a really good time to talk about that for some reason I don't know why it just came to my head no nah, I mean you're I came in you know as a volunteer um initially so when the west lo- location launched that was I was a I was a group leader and I played in a worship team and so I got to watch that from that I mean I helped and went over and, and helped do the build out and all that stuff you know several days and <clears throat> so I got to watch that happen and then um then I got to watch the the East uh, plant happen from a kind of, I think I was part-time at that point because uh, that launched in 15, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I was a, a part that came on that early that year full-time staff. So I've gotten to watch all the whole scene and, or the, the whole show kind of, you know, from different vantage points as we've journeyed. Uh, and that gives, it gives me interesting perspective because it's all, it's beautiful. And I think now that we're talking about it, it does remind me kind of that these, this acts passages to where mm-hmm. we have massive, um, success. And then, you know, we run into these, what I, in the marriage world, I call that banging into boundaries, you know, you're just banging to a boundary. You don't know is there. You don't like right. whether it's, um, you know, we're too high on our own success or whatever the reason it doesn't matter. It's a boundary that our nose is bloody because we just hit it. And, uh, <laughs> right. and so, you know, we've gotten to see some of those things, but I think more than anything, if from a, from a guy who is, um, running point on the, on the campus that originated all this stuff, I think that the, the key most important thing that we can do is make sure that we're creating spaces for people to belong. Um, and then as we were navigating church planning and all that stuff, this fantastic, there's a million different ways to go about it there's there's a you can find a hundred thousand books i'm sure out there on how to plant churches that if we give people a place to come and belong be themselves and be accepted and find all that stuff um, and then as we're processing planting a multi-sites or whatever then like brett said we get leaders um that out of that belonging and out of that mission that's coming we get them trained up um to do what it is that god's called them to do and to keep the main thing the main thing uh, which is you know, our teams don't have, they don't exist to have roles filled on Sundays. Um, the roles are designed to develop people. And right. we utilize that to develop people, to bring people in, to have a place to belong. And so I think that that's the one thing, if I could say one thing we've been doing in the last year, year and a half, um, that drives the success that we're starting to see now, it's that, is that we committed yeah. and our staff meetings on Mondays. Uh, we're committed. That's what we talk about, you know, about yeah. creating a place for people to belong. And the and when I say, you know, dig your roots deep, and that's what we didn't do. Uh, we yeah. we uh, we just didn't take the time and do the mechanisms that it took to really make that happen. And the reason we're seeing health now is because we've we've actually had the mechanisms in place that are doing that at, at each of the three that we didn't have before. And if I could do it over again, the advice I would give is to make sure you have those systems in place or don't do it. Um, and that's because that's what we, uh, that is the thing we left out was that making sure there's someone who always is laying awake at night thinking about how can I help people connect with one another and belong and, and be a part of the community because that's where the real life stuff happens. Mm. But I'm always encouraged by any tension that's there because, mm-hmm. I mean, like you said, I mean, tension means you're moving. You're, you're trying something that's yep. either new or different or you're switching things up. So when there's tension, although it can be hard to navigate sometimes, 
although I, I enjoy navigating it. Um, it it's <laughs> he does always it's a, a marker, competition dodgeball thing. It's always yeah, a marker of to me that we're trying something or we're you know making shifts, making changes or something. God wired me that way, sir. I can't help it. I love it. I just right. like no, it. I, come I, to you I don't think you'd survive around here if you weren't that way. <laughs> yeah, You've I come to you with those questions uh, a lot of times because uh, I know you'll be like very direct, and that's what I need a lot of times. <laughs> so my brain doesn't work that way. Um, I love that. Thanks for sharing that. I just as we were talking about successes and and um, kind of just reactions from that, I just felt like a, a natural thing to, for us to talk about because we're by no means experts. But we have learned a lot. Um, some things have gone well. Some things haven't. And um, or haven't gone the way we expected, I guess would be more of the, the, um, the truthful term there, but I just thought it's interesting. And so kind of, as we just close out today, um, Brett, anything, I don't know, you just want to talk to us about or share, or I don't know, I feel like there's something, <laughs> this is going to air. So we're recording this a week ahead of when you're actually getting ready. To yeah. Teach, Cause so. the, the, the timing is a little strange for me <laughs> to get know. my head around. Like, okay, what should I say? Just give everybody a place to belong. That would be the thing that I would encourage <laughs> you to do. Just make sure you do that. No, I, if, what I have learned, probably my greatest learning in the 10 year run of one life is all related to that, that I'm appreciating more from the new Testament than I ever have. And an experience that they didn't just make converts, they made communities and they wanted new believers to, that's what a church is. It was new believers coming in to be together, to be led and fed and encouraged and belong to one another and love each other. And I didn't place as much emphasis on that in the early stages as I do now. And it makes all the difference in the world. And Mm -hmm. so that, that is the theme going forward. And if we'll do that, we'll be healthy enough to grow up to maturity and produce other places. Cause that's what you're doing when you're planting churches. And we are going to be talking a lot about planting churches in 2020 because we're back in the game now, man, we're ready to go. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been thrown off just a little bit ever since you said that we talked about planting East and West in the same day and the anxiety in my body. was like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Even the retro anxiety. Well, the consultant was there. Is, um, okay. I'm, I'm thinking you guys might want to consider that's not the greatest yeah. idea because you know, we're like, Oh, okay. What a buzzkill. And he yeah. earned his money. He earned his, he earned his money. money. We only appreciate it five years later, though. The first, we were like, ah, whatever, dude. It's amazing. Um, guys, I do want to say if you heard anything today on the podcast or any of our podcasts and that you think is great or you want other people to hear, we'd really appreciate it if you share it out. That'd be great. You can leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever where you're listening or watching. Um, give us um, just some feedback. We'd love that. I really appreciate that. We'd help us know what to continue to talk about or maybe what we should not talk about anymore. Or maybe um, any ideas that you have for any upcoming episodes, you can email us here at podcast at onelifechurch.org and we'd just love to hear from you and get to know you a little bit better. Thank you guys so much for listening. Ryan, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. It's always fun to have you on. Brett, glad we got to have you on. It was great. Me got too. To, got and to I be, won't be around for Oh, well, we'll figure that yeah. out. Okay. Maybe I'll just Skype you in or something. We'll figure it out. Good point. Okay. Thanks guys for listening. <laughs>